Bangor Worldwide has been promoting and supporting World Mission for over 85 years. Our podcasts are free of charge. You can find out more about us at www.worldwidemission.org. We hope you enjoy this talk. Well, good evening, everybody. Maybe I should uh, just start by uh, apologizing if I have taken your car parking space this evening. A few people tried to turn into the space there just outside of the church just to see a very uh, shiny new drilling rig parked at the side of the church there. If you haven't seen it, I don't know what way you come into the church, it's hard to miss. Uh, But if you haven't seen it, when you go out of the church, you'll notice a very large uh, water well drilling rig uh, parked outside there in the car park. Um, Sorry if I took your space. It will be leaving after service, and the remainder of the week, those spaces will be free. But it's my uh, great privilege uh, just to come along uh, this evening and to share with you about what the Lord is doing in West Africa through the mission Friends in Action and through so many of our partner missions uh, there. Um, I'd like to start just by uh, sharing with you, if we can advance the slide there, please, a little bit just about who Friends in Action actually are. Maybe I should have turned this on. There we are. My fault. Sorry about that. There we are. Who are Friends in Action? Some of you, I'm sure, have heard of us, and some of you have been on teams with us to West Africa, but some of you maybe haven't heard that much about us. We are a Christian mission organization who are endeavoring to see the unreached reached with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Where there are like-minded mission organizations, many of whom you'll know, like New Tribes Missions, SIM, Christian Missionary Alliance, uh, to name a few of the, those that we've partnered with, where they're going into these new and unreached areas, we're just thrilled to be able to come alongside them and to do a practical work to help them move into these new areas with the gospel. So as a mission, we're all about accelerating the process of taking the gospel to unreached and to those who have never heard about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And we do a a number of other practical works. Uh, Some of you may be familiar with other works that we've done in Guinea, West Africa, bridge building project, um, to name another, but uh, we've worked on clinics, on churches, various construction projects. But tonight, I would like to share with you about the water of life ministry, uh, the well drilling ministry that goes on in West Africa. I'll also mention briefly um, my little family. Uh, My wife Louise is here uh, this evening and uh, my three children I'm hoping are on their way to bed at home or tucked up in in bed uh, already perhaps. But I mention them just briefly because tonight I'm gonna talk all about the ministry that uh, I'm involved in, but my wife serves faithfully day in, day out in Burkina Faso in West Africa, teaching my children, um, homeschooling, and doing so much more in the background for the ministry. So I just publicly want to thank my wife for all that she does, uh, making it possible for me to be in Burkina Faso serving. Well, there's the children. Uh, You saw my wife and I and the kids in the photograph before. The children are the best looking of the bunch, so we put them up in a a picture. But I would ask you just to uh, remember and pray for, please, Uh, My boy Joshua, who's eight, Rachel, who's six, and Anna, who is four. 
and that's them there. I'll start by reading some uh, passages from scriptures uh, that will set the scene for the ministry that I'll uh, be talking about. Uh, if you have your Bibles, please turn to uh, Psalm 121. And I'll be reading the first two verses. Psalm 121. I lift my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Second passage of scripture I read now is found in Isaiah 41 and verse 17. We'll read verses 17, 18 and verse 20. When the poor and needy seek water, and there is none, and their tongue is parched with thirst, I, the Lord, will answer them. I, the God of Israel, will not forsake them. I will open rivers in the bare heights and fountains in the midst of the valleys. I will make the wilderness a pool of water and the dry land springs of water. Verse 20 that they may see and know and consider and understand together that the hand of the Lord hath done this. The Holy One of Israel has created it. Amen. Think about those verses as you see uh, what's presented um, this evening. So we're off to Burkina Faso and uh, we're leaving Bangor and we're going 3,000 kilometers south just to let you know where we're going, south of the Sahara Desert there. Uh, you'll find the landlocked country of Burkina Faso. And as we zoom in on uh, West Africa, you may be more familiar with countries like Ivory Coast and Ghana. Um, and we're just to the north of those, uh, those countries. As a family, we live up in uh, Ouagadougou as the capital of Burkina Faso, uh, a real place, five hours drive south of Timbuktu, which is also a real place. Uh, contrary to the belief of many a travel agent who we try and book tickets with. But here you are, Ivory Coast, Ghana and Burkina Faso. 1998, we first heard as a mission about the need for water wells where missionaries were working in West Africa. New Tribes Missions had six locations in Ivory Coast and the people that they were reaching with the gospel of Christ were dying because they didn't have access to safe drinking water. Survey work was completed. Drilling equipment that you can see just at the bottom of the screen there was shipped out in 2000 and the ministry began. Those of you that know West Africa, Ivory Coast fell into civil war in 02 and the mission work was relocated to Ghana. And then in 05, up into Burkina Faso where uh, we have been based since. I'd like to share with you about last year I'm returning to Burkina Faso in two weeks' time today, two weeks today, and uh, Lord willing, back into the, the ministry work there. Um, but for nine months of a year, I lived there, three months back here, nine and three like that. So looking back over the last year, um, I'd like to take a little bit of time to share with you now about what the Lord's been doing over the last year. There is a reason that there is a nice shiny drilling rig in that car park. 
and it is because the equipment that we've been using owed nothing when it arrived there in 2000, and certainly owes nothing now. It was 20-year-olds when, when it got there, 30-year-old now, and it has given us many a physical challenge. Those of you who know machinery, perhaps know machinery way better than I'll ever know it, will understand some of this. These are the challenges, some of them we faced with our machinery just last year. Rear differentials packing in on a truck, the deck engine wouldn't start, um, we had leaf springs snapping, uh, we had the rotation head uh, giving way on us on the, on the drill rig, we had the many fuel problems, and we had head gasket problems, and the list went on and on and on. And uh, here's some of the uh, challenges on a table here, that's the back end of the truck, uh, some open heart surgery on a truck in West Africa. Uh, here's another picture of a challenge that we had last year. I was driving our drilling rig down a bumpy road. They're all bumpy roads in, uh, in Africa, or in Burkina Faso. And uh, the trailer I was pulling behind me let a bit of a noise out, and I looked in my rear view mirror and thought, it's about 10 yards back, you know, further than it should be. And uh, so pulled in, and there was the trailer, broken, lying at the side of the road and uh, we had to chop it up and do what we could with it and salvage what parts we could. We faced many physical problems, but I don't want to dwell on, on just those. Um, we also faced problems in West Africa to do with security. Mali, I'm sure you've all heard about Mali and are familiar with the problems there. So anytime we moved northwards uh, towards Mali, the government said, you will take uh, government troops with you when you go drilling in these remote areas. We said, certainly will do that. So you can see one of our volunteer teams that was working with us and the uh, government troops there with us out in the bush. But we read at the beginning there, Psalm 121. Where does our help come from? Our help doesn't come from the government troops in Burkina Faso. Our help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Don't forget that, people. Never look at the physical around you. Always look to God. He will provide the help that we need. Here we have a team uh, praying. We always pray in the morning, pray in the afternoon, pray in the evenings, and we encourage the team just to keep praying as, as we work. Our God hears and answers prayer. So in spite of those challenges, the Lord gave us success uh, in the ministry work. And what does success in well drilling terms look like? Uh, you can see two uh, unsuspecting volunteers here from the Lisburn area. Um, they're holding a hose in a well under instruction. This well is about 70 meters deep. The Lord has given us a great supply of water, and we blow air down it to blow the water out and clean the well out. That's what's going on here. And these two men and the young chap on the left in particular thinks, this isn't too bad. Mark said I might get wet here, but I'm only getting my boots cleaned. It's not too bad. But then we open the valve and... <laughs> That's what happens. So if any of you come on teams and I ask you to hold the hose down a well, now you know what might happen, so uh, I've maybe spoiled it for you. But if you come on a volunteer team and you're not maybe showering as often as we think you should, um, that's the job you'll be given. Well, I finished well, that's what it looks like. And we're working alongside other mission organizations, but more frequently alongside the national pastors. Uh, that have been trained by our partner missions. And here you can see a pastor just beaming and rejoicing at the provision of a well in his village. It means so much to them. Now there's another uh, couple of pictures of completed wells just so that you can see uh, what they're like on a little wall that was built by the local people around one to protect it. 
So I say we do this work with, uh, with teams, and here you can see one of our volunteers already on his knees on day one, um, doing some maintenance work. There's a typical team there, and uh, what do we get them to do? Well, if you come on a team, you get the full experience, five-star accommodation, all your food provided, it's all inclusive. But you have to camp. It's a remote area we're working in, and that's a typical setup for a team working in the bush. And in the bottom corner there, you can see local people. You do anything at all, the local people gather around and take interest and want to see what you're up to. The food is incredible, if you can catch it. And uh, um, rats have been served on the menu, and like that one that you see there. The teams get involved in the drilling work. They're very much hands-on. Um, we're looking for people that have a servant's heart and are willing to roll up their sleeves and work physically and serve for the Lord. Here you can see teams putting a submersible pump in and we pump the wells out and test them. They get up to all sorts of uh, jobs. Whatever your skills are, uh, if you're on a team, we will endeavor to make best use of them. The work often, um, we can't just start drilling and say, yeah, we'll stop at five o'clock and that'll be it. Drilling work doesn't work like that. And sometimes we have to work on late into the night. And here you can see that in this picture. Some teams struggle with working late into the night. And uh, I don't care who you are or how fit you are, we can do that to you in about two days flat. That's it. Even the youth there uh, will faint. But what is this work all about? Is it just about giving water? No, it's not purely humanitarian work. Our heart is to see people reached and won for Christ. Our heart is to see a cup of cold water given in Christ's name. To see relationships built between our partner missions and people that they are struggling to reach. Maybe Muslim villages that have said, no, you can't come in here to the missionary. We don't want to know the gospel. And they have seen the drilling rig down the road and gone, why are they drilling in that village? Who's that? And uh, they've said, we would like a well. And we tell them, if you get a well, you're going to sit down and listen to these people. And a chief that had closed the door to maybe thousands of people hearing the gospel suddenly turns around and opens the door and invites in the missionaries and the Christians to, to share. But I want to share in particular this evening just very briefly about Pastor Ezekiel. Um, lives in the northern part of Burkina Faso in a little village called Lugri. Three years before we arrived, he was new into that village and had been chased out by animists and Muslims and was actually stoned and had to run away from the village. They chased him out. He persevered and pressed on. And he arrived in the village and met with the chief. And the chief eventually said, yes, you can come and set up. You're one of us. Yes, we'll give you a place and you can set up. Now, if you imagine the village over there, a main road, a main thoroughfare through the middle, everybody on that side of the road, and they gave Pastor Ezekiel a plot of land about 200 yards away on the far side. He wasn't made to feel very welcome. An outcast on the outskirts of the village. And Pastor Ezekiel invited us to drill in his village and said, these people are suffering for water. Can we go and show Christ's compassion to these people? These people are persecuting him. He wanted to help them. This is what a typical water supply looked like in that village. Donkeys, camels, goats are drinking out of there. And the bacteria found in those supplies when we tested the water is equivalent to the bacteria you'd find in raw sewage here in this country. Terrible, many are suffering. So of course we said, yes, we will come and we will drill. And as we drilled, normally it takes two days to drill a well. 
This well took 11 days in, to complete. For nine days with a team, we worked and worked, and the ground would not stay open. Hard rock collapsing back in the hole wouldn't stay open. People coming from the village to see, telling you haven't sacrificed to the idols. You haven't sacrificed the ancestors. You'll never get water. They mocked them. They mocked the team. And after nine days, we still didn't have anything to show for all of that effort. And that team had to go back and get their flights. And I can remember driving out of that village with the equipment, said to the pastor, we'll be back. But the people were telling the pastor, they'll never be back. Those Christians are beat. That's the end of it. We went back and praise the Lord. We started work at six o'clock in the morning and by 2.30 in the morning the next day, the Lord had given us a great supply of water. And it was late at night that we got the supply of water and the people couldn't see. And I can remember getting up early the next morning and saying to Pastor Ezekiel, hold that pipe. And he blew that water 60 feet into the air and the whole village saw that and had to come around and say, your God is powerful God. He's given you water in this place. We'll come and listen. And that's the completed well there. There's the team we were able to go and visit when they came back uh, a year after, and uh, a goat being presented as a, as a thank you. That well, where the Lord eventually allowed us after 11 days to have that well, was exactly where the Lord wanted us, where he wanted that well to be put. As I told you, the village was there, the road was there, his little church was there, and the Lord put our well on the other side of the church. That's where we were given water. That's where the ground stayed open. Now, this isn't rocket science, but everybody in that village that wants water walks across the road, goes past the church. Pastor Ezekiel is out there every day with his team, and he is preaching to them. The women are over with the women taking water from the well and they are just thrilled with that supply, and that pastor is so encouraged and built up in his, in his work. And what a wonderful opportunity for him on a daily basis to be sharing the gospel with the people in that village, to show them compassion after they persecuted him. And I'll quickly add, 69 villages were under that chief, the chief of Lugri, that village, 69 other villages were under his power. No other Christian outreach was permitted in those other 69 villages. That chief came to Pastor Ezekiel and said, my villages are open to you. You can go in there with the gospel and share about Christ with these people. That's what the Lord is doing through this ministry. We take the opportunity to ship out materials printed here in every home crusade. There's the Gospels of John. There's the uh, uh, chronological teachings there. Uh, printed, we ship those out as well. Um, where they're useful, we pass them to, to pastors. There's the wordless book in the form of a blanket, and we take every opportunity to share about Christ as we work. I could stand here all night, as you could probably tell, and tell you about each of the wells that we've drilled and similar stories of how God is at work. Last year, 25 wells in 25 places, and similar, similarly great things the Lord is doing in those places. Our God is proving himself to the people of Burkina Faso that he is above all other gods. That new piece of machinery is outside there. Two years ago, we're a small local mission, uh, a team of men, local men, apart from myself and one other man who's joining the ministry here. The other guys are in full-time jobs here. And uh, I want to thank the Lord for them. They put so much into the ministry and support us in such a great, a great way. But we sat around the table thinking, where is this coming from? 
Many of you will ask, how much would that cost? 200,000 pounds, and it's all paid for, and that's through God's people and God's provision here. So please take time after, come and see it, and uh, Lord willing, um, we'll be shipping that new rig out to Burkina Faso in the middle of September. Uh, hopefully we'll be drilling holes with it before Christmas. Please be praying for that shipment. Pray for the five volunteer teams that will be coming out. I'll ask you to pray for Tim Wilson. He's coming out to join us full-time in the ministry. Man, a good friend of mine from Ballyclare. Uh, pray for him. He's leaving his job at the, the end of this next week, and he'll be out serving full-time with us in this ministry. He's a bit taller than me, and you might see him beside the drill rig if you're there. I'm only 5'5", five five, he's 6'6". Six six. So you'll see him there. Encourage him. Encourage him as he steps out in service for the Lord. Pray for our partners also and for 27 wells that we're planning to drill. Those are the locations that we've been surveying, preparing, working with our partners, prayerfully preparing uh, to go into those areas. As I say, I could uh, talk about all of the work that's been going on over the last number of years and uh, talk about the work that we hope to do. Uh, but my wife actually put together a little uh, video presentation that runs for about five minutes. And I'm going to stop speaking there. And I'm going to let you watch for five minutes a little video that will sum up and show you what this ministry and what this service for the Lord is all about. Thank you very much for the opportunity to come and share with you this evening. I hope you're encouraged about what the Lord is doing in West Africa. And uh, God bless. We trust you've enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like to make a donation to support the work of Bangor Worldwide, please visit www.worldwidemission.org slash donate.